Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. My favorite author, and I probably shouldn't say that out loud because I've had other authors on here. However, my favorite author on women's self-advocacy and women's empowerment is Selena Resvani, and she's back. So welcome. Thank you so much, Joanne. You are amazing, and I am such a fan of all you do. Thank you. If you don't know this, Selena is the author of Pushback and of Quick Confidence. So if you don't know about her, you should know about her. The reason I invited you back today is because I want to talk about the impact of your work. You talked about how you got started and what you're doing, but the bottom line in everything that we do in life, not just in our work as consultants and speakers, but in our lives is impact. So as you think about the work that you do, first thing I want you to do is kind of encapsulate the work that you do, just in case somebody didn't listen to the first two episodes. And then will you transition into talking about, so what? What is that work doing on the lives in the lives of individual women, companies, and the larger world? Sure. So it's really my mission to help women and underrepresented groups carve out those paths to leadership so we can change representation at the top. But I want to help people, you know, carve those paths out on their own terms, you know, to be really strong self-advocates. And so um, I really do it in three different ways. I do it with training and presentations at organizations around the world. Uh, Thousands of individuals I train at places like Under Armour and the World Bank HP, Microsoft. Um, And then on top of that, I do e-learning. I teach about 27 courses on LinkedIn learning, all about leadership topics and having that confident presence. And the third way, um, something uh, I try to use to help keep me sharp is writing about career and leadership issues. I write for NBC's Know Your Value. And I also uh, have these three books that are my babies, the newest one, Quick Confidence. Exciting. Very, very exciting. So tell me how, before we get to that, how is this impacting individual women, companies, and the world. And then I want to talk about what you're proud of. But what's the bottom line in this? Hmm. So I really love getting to work on this two-sided coin. Okay. And, And that's how I think about the work. On one hand, I'm working with leaders who want to create more welcoming, inclusive workplaces for women. Um, And that's really data-driven. So it's not just coming in and guessing what the women want or speaking on their behalf. It's it's amplifying their voices Mm. so that leadership hears exactly what they want, what they want to preserve in the work culture, what needs to change, whether that's practical, like a benefit or more of a dynamic within Mm -hmm. the organization, you know, Mm -hmm. an attitude or a belief system. So that's really important to me. That's one of the ways I 
work to affect change. On the other side is addressing and working with women and, and underrepresented groups themselves, working with these leaders and high potential leaders, you know, so that the organization can keep them and have a bench of wonderfully diverse talent. That's so important. Uh, you know, I mentioned when you and I talked that um, in my own life, there were a lot of leadership lessons maybe uh, that weren't taught in my home, in my more like deferential household. And I know I'm not the only one. So one of the messages I hear from the groups I train, you know, is these are fresh kind of leadership skills. These are new tools in my toolbox. And, and so I'm very excited to equip people um, on that side of things, in addition to working with leaders. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something that I think is important, which is having a pipeline so that there are lots of women prepared in organizations, lots of people of color prepared in organizations to move to the next level. Having that pipeline, I think, is vital. I think it is critical. So I'm glad that you're doing that pipeline planning and that pipeline work. Yeah. What's some of the feedback you get from organizations after you've um, done interventions with them? One is, this is really eye-opening. When you're giving somebody unvarnished feedback from their own people, mm -hmm. yes, they already know those individuals. Maybe they've worked with those individuals. But boy, there is something to be said about getting that collective feedback with verbatim comments. Mm-hmm from your employees about what it's like to work there. One of the questions I ask in my consulting work, I do focus groups often, and I'll sometimes do them with mixed gender audiences. But one of the questions I ask is, uh, give me an image or a metaphor about what it's like to move up here as a woman. And you wouldn't believe how evocative these images are. You know, I've heard everything from, it's like a dog getting beaten down, mm. you know, to, um, you know, it's a challenging but doable obstacle course. You know, think about as a leader, if you're hearing this in mass, you know, mm -hmm. maybe thousands of your employees, thousands of your workers, it's sobering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is why it's so important to gather firsthand narratives from people who are experiencing things, because otherwise organizations go into denial and can pretend that, oh, we're so inclusive. Ah, you know, we have, we've got that one woman, she has that division and we've got that one black man and he has that division. Look how diverse, you know, how embracing we are of diversity. Organizations can lie to themselves. You nailed it. You nailed it. And when we cross you know, uh, like drill down on that data and look at it by race and ethnicity. If you thought it was sobering before, mm -hmm. it becomes even more just something that I think you can't escape the, the message that's there. I recently did this with an organization and black women consistently with the, the worst work experience, you know, the, mm -hmm. the least empowered work experience. And, and it's important for people to see it. You mm -hmm. know, I think 
there's kind of no substitute for it that I can think of when it comes to centering mm-hmm. yeah. people's voices who often haven't been listened to. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your vision for your work? What do you, what do you want at the kind of next, I don't know, whatever your next milestone is, what do you, what do you want? What, what are you seeking in terms of your vision for this? I want to see braver workplaces that, that evolve um, and kind of meet people where they are and kind of come back to humanity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of suffering in the workplace today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, the daughter of um, a, a parent who died young at 52 of a heart attack and was like the living, breathing you know, picture of somebody working really hard, you know, workaholic tendencies. And it's not lost on me that there's just so much suffering in the workplace that that then guess what, um, you know, spills into our personal lives, into our family lives. This is real. It affects people. And I would like to, on a simple level, reduce suffering at work for people to feel um, like they can express themselves, like they belong there. Um, and and for organizations to get some new tools, vocabulary, insights into how to do better. I've never heard it put like that, but I think that is so accurate that there is a lot of suffering in the workplace. In different industries, you know, we, we think of often suffering happening among the low wage workers but in fact there is particularly if it's a dysfunctional culture everybody's suffering that's exactly right that's exactly right there are greedy jobs Mm -hmm. that take a lot you know somehow the 40 hour work week has become like the beginning baseline yes 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 and and we need to rethink it yeah we need to rethink it we need to revamp it because thinking yes. about it is only a piece of it, but we need to do the work to make change. I am of the mindset that people like you um, emboldening other people is how change happens, that there has to be a groundswell of people who say, this isn't healthy. I am claiming something different for my life, for my family for myself. Uh, so that I think that groundswell is important. And I love the fact that you want to have that kind of impact that lasts on, on workplaces to reduce the suffering. I think that's really cool. So how can the people who are listening to this podcast do something to be a part of your, your movement? Because I think of it as a movement, Selena, to be a part of your movement to advance women and not just women, but to advance anybody who's underrepresented. Well, I think there's a few actions you can take in your personal world, you know, in your universe, which is to be a raving fan of someone in your your world. Maybe it's a, a new woman who's joined your organization and you know she comes with lots of great experience. Be a raving fan of her. Be mm-hmm. good publicity for her. Or there's a wonderfully brilliant uh, person of color who you want to support, who's creating content, show up 
at their events, be a presence, um, give good feedback, tell someone else about their good work. You know, so I think there's so many small ways we can be amplifiers in our lives. I hope if you're somebody who could use more of a boost of confidence, you want more belonging, even if the environment around you doesn't give you all those cues that you belong. I hope you'll buy my book, Quick Confidence. It's made for you. (laughs) It's available everywhere. Books are sold. And uh, you can also check out my website, selinaresvani.com. You'll see there's a confident communicator action plan there. If you're somebody who um, wants to be that stronger communicator and your words falter, um, this will help you with the trickiest uh, workplace situations. So um, check that out and follow me on social media. I'm at Selena Resvani on all platforms. And they got to get pushback. I mean, I know that's your older book, but I think that's yeah. a good starting point. Don't forget pushback. That's um, great. Ask yeah. for more. Yeah. Ask for more. I love that. I love that. Anything else we should know? Anything else we should know about your work, how it's paying off, um, things that women can do to self-advocate? Is there a closing thought that you want to share? I would share this closing thought. First, you seem powerful in your own eyes, then you seem powerful in other people's eyes. So invest in yourself, do that inside work to build your confidence, the kind that lasts. I love that. There is nothing else to be said except thank you, Selena. (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I look forward to being in another one of your workshops. Thank you so much, Joanne. Keep shining. You as well. And stay well. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.